Welcome to Wild on Health, your weekly holistic prescription for living healthy naturally. Lifespan, that's simply the time you'll clock on this planet. Healthspan, however, is the time you'll spend living your life in optimal mental and physical health. Join me on Seeking Healthspan, a podcast loaded with sensible recommendations and tips intended to put quality years on your life. Our guest later on in the show today is Kashif Khan, CEO of The DNA Company. He has some incredible insights on the focus of today's show, genomics and longevity. Aging is a natural biological process that occurs in all living creatures. In humans, the speed at which you age depends on a number of internal and external factors, such as nutrition, lifestyle, physical and mental stress, the environment, and genetics. In fact, variations in your genes can influence how well you manage all of the factors that ultimately influence your aging process. Modern science and technology has improved our ability to slow down and in some cases reverse the biological aging process. However, the most efficient approach to achieving long-term longevity and health span is to personalize your approach based on your unique dietary, lifestyle, environmental, and genetic factors. But we will focus today on the brain, stress management, body composition, and antioxidation and detoxification, all from a genetic perspective. Your brain health is a very big part of the overall aging process. Cognitive health can remain strong for several years after physical decline occurs in the rest of the body, or vice versa. But studies show that maintaining optimal cognitive health is a key factor in increased longevity across global populations. How do you ensure you keep your brain as sharp as possible for as long as possible? By understanding not only physiological, but the mental and emotional aspects of your brain health that are influenced by your genes. Your APOE gene, or APOE gene, plays a very important role in the health of your brain. Variations in your APOE gene influence your risk of the deposit of amyloid plaques in your brain. The increased presence of amyloid plaques in your brain can increase your risk of cognitive disorders like Alzheimer's disease, dementia, and mild cognitive impairment. A version of a gene known as TCF7L2 which is in charge of insulin response, may predict a predisposition toward insulin resistance, which could lead to both type 2 diabetes and cognitive disorders like Alzheimer's or dementia, especially if you carry the 3-4 or the 4-4 version of that APOE gene I was alluding to. And it helps us to understand how careful you need to be with sugar, carbohydrates, and refined fat consumption in your daily diet. Chronic stress is also a major contributing factor to the aging process. It's associated with an increased risk of developing obesity, heart disease, mental health disorders, and many other chronic diseases. Importantly, stress is a compounding factor. The older you get, the more stressors you accumulate at a faster rate than the stressors you eliminate. And a person's resilience threshold, or the extent to which they can resist being influenced by stress, is very strongly influenced by the versions of functional genes that they carry on their DNA. Sometimes, stressful events can take up more RAM in your brain and for a longer time than you'd like. 
Genes known as COMPT or C-O-M-T and M-A-O or MAO influence your ability to move in and out of emotionally charged states by determining how long neurotransmitters like dopamine and noradrenaline stay active in your brain. And stress adds up over time. For some more than others, a gene known as ADRA2B or ADRA2B influences how long you stay in an emotionally charged state, also known as the fight or flight response, by determining how long your noradrenaline receptors stays active and ready to bind to noradrenaline. Sometimes, things that don't normally stress other people out can end up pushing your limits. And a gene known as 5-HTTLPR influences your body's relationship with serotonin. Yep, that's the neurotransmitter responsible for keeping you in a calm and focused state. These are just a few examples of how lots of genes and their variations and combinations that make you who you are also work together to predict your health span. Your body is a biological marvel that's designed to work for as long as it possibly can. But again, your dietary, lifestyle, and environmental choices influence the efficiency of your body's processes in a very significant manner. And the extent to which those things impact the longevity of your body depends on the genes you carry in your DNA, and more importantly, what you do about it. Understanding your genomic blueprint can help identify the minor tweaks you need to make your daily decisions to create a major positive shift in your body's longevity. Lean muscle mass is another very important biomarker of longevity. It allows the body to complete essential movement functions such as walking, running, jumping, bending, lifting, pushing, pulling, and crawling. The more lean muscle mass you carry and maintain, the easier these functions become the longer and more fruitfully you can perform them, and the less risk there is for injury or bone breakage during the performance of these functions. Your ability to build and retain lean muscle mass is strongly influenced by your hormone profile, which in turn is influenced by functional genes. Specifically, the ability of your cells to bind to and activate androgens, those are male-based hormones, can very well determine how quickly that you are able to see results after, for example, starting an exercise protocol. There's also several important genes that can help you understand what your unique hormone profile looks like. But let's look at oxidative stress. Oxidative stress occurs when the body has an increased presence of oxidants, also known as free radicals, which causes the dermis or inner liner of your skin to become less elastic. And over time, this results in the appearance and prevalence of wrinkles in your skin. Oxidants can come from external sources such as smoking, smog, pollution, or internal sources such as excessive cardiovascular exercise or poor estrogen metabolism. Functional genes in your DNA, particularly a family of genes known as GSTT1, GSTM1, GSTT, P1, and GPX, as well as SOD, those are a lot of acronyms, determine how efficient your body is at removing oxidants before they can cause significant oxidative stress. And last on my short list for today, the Forkhead Box 03, or FOX03 gene. This one's perhaps the most popular one, known as the longevity gene. Variations in this gene 
influence the activity of various potent antioxidation cellular pathways. FOXO3 actually helps to initiate DNA repair. It kills off mutated or dying cells. It responds very quickly to inflammation and maintains healthy stem cell production as well as attacks infectious organisms. Carrying the ideal version of FOXO3 greatly increases your potential for longevity by reducing your body's damage from oxidative stress. Aging optimally, increasing longevity, and extending your health span are critical aspects of optimal health and wellness. When you approach your health and wellness through the personalized approach of functional genomics, you're much better equipped to achieve optimal health outcomes. The ingredient of the day actually happens to be one of my favorite ingredients of all time, glutathione. This is the most important antioxidant in the body, working as a natural defense against these reactive oxygen species we're talking about. These are byproducts of normal oxygen metabolism that accumulate in the body with age and interfere with chemical processes. Oxidative stress happens when the delicate balance between the production and degeneration of reactive oxygen species is lost. This can be caused by various stressors, mentioned a few of them earlier, such as UV radiation, but the most important one is simply aging. Glutathione levels decline with age, so supplementing can positively affect the process of aging. In a study conducted by scientists from Baylor College of Medicine in Houston, supplementation of glutathione had a drastic effect on the lifespan in animal models. The Journal of Laboratory and Clinical Medicine also reported that high blood total glutathione had an excellent effect on physical and mental health characteristics of long-lived women. But be careful with the format you might consider consuming. Studies suggest that glutathione is much more easily absorbed when taken as its precursor, called gamma-glutamylcysteine, or GGC, or in a liposomal form. In one study, participants took between 500 and 1,000 milligrams a day, and after just two weeks, plasma concentrations were studied to be at least 25% increased. That's good news. All right, next up is what I call the supplement scorecard. So again, each week I'll pick apart the ingredient of the day using a rating system by, based on five factors. Claim, scientific validation, cost, ease of use, and cautions. And I base each of the five categories in these ratings on a scale of 20, where of course the result yields a percentage score. So when it comes to claim, glutathione is excellent to support oxidative stress and detoxification. And it gets a score of 20 out of 20. It has a lot of scientific evidence, giving a score of 18. Typically comes in liquid or powder. It's very easily mixed into water and is widely available, yielding a score of 18 out of 20 for ease of use. But it can tend to be a little bit expensive. And so for this, receives a score of 16 there. It's ranked as very safe for use, and that comes in with a score of 18. So my overall scorecard for glutathione is 90%, solid A+. When I put glutathione through the interactions checker to determine any issues with cross-reactivity to prescription medications or other supplements, it shows that there are no known interactions for glutathione. All right, it's time for the Healthy Living Minute. We're increasingly surrounded by invisible dangers our ancestors could not have even dreamed of. In fact, until recently, most of us hardly dreamed of them ourselves. But once we suspected or heard rumored, 
we now know for certain. Our air, our water, our food, and many of the everyday objects we employ are a constant threat to our health and safety. A few decades ago, you rarely heard the word toxin. If something could poison you, you called it poison. Everyone knew what poisons were. They were the products labeled with a skull and crossbones, the caustic lye in the garage, or the bleach in the laundry room, the bottle of iodine in the medicine cabinet, and perhaps DDT pesticide and acid rain gaining a notorious reputation. Now, toxins are becoming famous in their own right, hitting the 6 o'clock news on a regular basis. BPA in plastics, radiation from cell phone towers, radionucleotides in water, just to name a few. It's no wonder that late-night infomercials, which of course none of us watch, deliver urgent, low-budget warnings about toxins and then offer as the miracle of detoxification. Most of us at least nod in recognition when toxins are mentioned, and now most of us are familiar with the concept of detoxification being good for us. Detox, as a natural health practitioner may refer to it, is the latest fad that even top celebrities are some of the biggest advocates of. It's a painless process of putting your feed in a bucket of charged water or maybe requiring a little more than following the product directions on a bottle and eating, say, beet juice and carrot juice for a month. These don't work, sorry. But understanding your genetic aptitude for detoxification and making nutritional, lifestyle, and supplemental modifications to your routine based on genomic insights, now that works. As you've all been waiting for, the most incredible part of the show, this is a very special guest, um, very intrigued uh, by his backstory. We're about to get into that. Kashif Khan is the founder and CEO of The DNA Company, where personalized medicine is being pioneered through unique insights into the human genome. With the largest study of its kind globally, The DNA Company has developed a functional approach to genomic interpretation overlaying environment, nutrition, and lifestyle on the genetic blueprint to create personalized and deterministic health outcomes. Welcome to Wild on Health, Seeking Health Span. It's a pleasure, man. Good to see you. Cash, if you know, you've been blessed with this unwavering entrepreneurial spirit. You know, we've been uh, good friends, colleagues for the last number of years, and I've learned this about you, a real deep desire for success. In fact, you later discovered this attribute itself was largely determined by your own genetic constitution. But you have a very interesting backstory, and that takes you on a 180-degree journey from procuring some of the rarest jewels on the planet, consulting some of the country's highest net worth families, to a focus on discovering insights and applications of humanity's most invaluable and intangible asset, our genetic blueprint, our instruction manual, as you like to call it. So tell us about this journey, what it was like, and perhaps maybe even what your why was. Sure. So why is literally the number one word. So I, you know, I, I've always been healthy. I've always been active. Um, and as I got deeper and deeper into my business, which genetics will explain, we can get into that, right? Uh, sort of the genetics of the brain. Um, I got sick, like really sick. I had, it started off with eczema and then psoriasis. Uh, then it got into migraines, which were really the most debilitating part. My business partner would have to drive me home in the middle of the day. I couldn't function. I'd be literally vomiting from the pain. It was really intense. Oh. Uh, gut issues and then depression all at the same time. And that was my first experience working with doctors saying, I have a problem, please fix me. 
And my belief was they were going to tell me why these things happened. I didn't understand that you went to the doctor to get a Band-Aid and not a answer, right? I, I, I just never went before. I was never sick. And for all these different problems, there was a different doctor, a different pill, a different scan, all siloed and never crossing over and crosstalk and understanding why they're all happening at the same time. So that's when I went on this journey of self-discovery. And by the way, you were a major part of that without you. I don't think this would have happened, right? Where the intro into functional medicine, like why, why do diseases happen? Not what are they? And what I learned was if your DNA is your human instruction manual that tells your cells what to do, I had a page entirely missing, right? Literally, there's a very important page that does some very important function, which has to do with detox, like clearing toxins from the blood, which I didn't have. You have, I believe, an extra copy of that page. So you can, <laughs> I'm blessed. Yeah, you can drink a gallon of paint and not even notice, right? So <laughs> Maybe a little acetone to follow. Yeah, <laughs> but for me, I walk into our building and there was a manufacturing company downstairs that was pumping pollutants into the airway. And I didn't realize that's what was making me sick day after day after day of breathing that stuff in, um, going back to my neural wiring, why was depression part of this? Well, the thing that made me entrepreneurial, uh, and allowed me to plow through this and dive deeper and find these answers and eventually literally hand the keys of my business to my business partner and say, I found my legacy. I got to work on this. This is what the whole world needs. Right. Um, my ability to bind dopamine and experience pleasure and reward is exceptionally low. So the DRD2 gene, which you know very well, determines the density of these receptors. Mine is like slim to none. So when there's pleasure or reward, I hardly feel it. Then the sort of breakdown and clearance of it, ultra fast. So it also doesn't last long enough. That leads me to three potential outcomes. And I've had all three. Depression. Well, actually, I'll start in the order that they happen. Addiction. When I was younger, growing up in poverty, my friend brought me something that I shouldn't have ever taken. And I got stuck in it because I went down the pleasure path because I, mm. it's hard for me to experience pleasure. Then achievement, because the same dopamine that powers pleasure also powers reward. And as I needed to work, I got so deep into my work and whatever I did yesterday wasn't good enough. I went from working to building companies, to building multiple companies, to helping other people build companies, right? That, that sense of reward, I just needed to do it more and more and more to depression because I reached this point where I felt good. I just didn't need to work anymore. And so I wasn't getting the pleasure. I wasn't getting the reward. So I don't experience what other people experience that put me into depression, right? So it's about putting the right context. And that's the last thing I'll say, sorry to this is what I discovered is your genome isn't, hey, you got an 80% chance of Alzheimer's. It's why did 20% not get it? Their environment, nutrition, and lifestyle choices were different. Right. That's truly what saved me was, which is this functional approach to our genetics, to healthcare, uh, and knowing what choices to make so I could be healthy. And I haven't been sick since. That's incredible. And, you know, thank you so much for being so transparent into the instruction manual, as you affectionately refer to as your own and this aha moment that you had. And again, what an incredible 180. And now you're out there changing many, many thousands of lives. If lifespan is the time that we clock on this planet, okay? And health span is the time that we live in optimal mental and physical health. How can you describe learning about our DNA might contribute specifically to health span? So the biggest factor on health span is chronic disease. 90%, literally 90%, according to the CDC, of our healthcare budget 
is spent on chronic disease, meaning you're not born with diabetes, you're not born with breast cancer, Alzheimer's, all these things happen later in life because you made poor choices, mostly because you didn't know any better, you weren't taught what choices to make. So what we now know is if you open and read that blueprint that you have, that instruction manual, you know what choices to make. Some of them can be obvious. Some of them are completely counterintuitive. You would never think that that's what you need to do. The thing that you're doing to stay healthy may be slowly killing, slowly killing you, literally. Right. right. So, well, what's so important about what you just said? Sort of interject there, but you know, and I want you to continue that thought. I just wanted to say we have for so long been described as to what to do, but not individually. Like we're told what to do. We might go out and try these things and lose confidence on the rhetoric because they simply don't work for me or for N of one. Yep. The the person you're listening to, it probably worked for them. So they were genetically aligned to whatever they did. But if you ask them how they got there, there was probably a lot of trial and error before they landed on that book they wrote or the YouTube video they put out there or the blog or whatever their thing is, keto diet, carnivore. I'm sure that wasn't their first go and it just worked, right? right? So what we're saying is you can work, make things work the first go around if you understand what your body does. And going back to the, some things are counterintuitive. That's a great example of, we have a patient who we told them the root cause of their heart disease is that they played too much tennis which sounds like how can that, that's supposed to prevent heart disease, right? Cardiovascular (laughs) exercise. Well, what was going on with him was his oxidative pathways, like the ability to deal with oxidation. You take in oxygen and nutrition to create energy. Your cells are doing that all the time. In that process, you're converting that oxygen into an oxidant, highly toxic, right? Free radical activity in your blood that was never meant to be there. He also, so he didn't deal with that well, by the way, that that chimney you're supposed to have to get rid of that smoke, he didn't have it. It's all clogged up. He also had, and we can determine this genetically, bad hardware. So most cardiovascular disease, and I learned this from you, by the way, doesn't happen in the heart. It happens in the arteries, right? Inflammation of the arteries, which leads to calcification, blockages, cholesterolemia, all that stuff. We can determine what quality of hardware you have. Is it resilient and stainless steel, or is it more paper thin and prone to inflammation? So he had the bad quality stuff. His methylation cycle, the ability to then deal with that inflammation was also poor. So you have this guy who's playing tennis three to four days a week because he loves it and for the purpose of optimizing his heart health, creating this heavy oxidative stress load on himself for which he was causing damage to this lining, for which he can't deal with the inflammation. The body's response is then to deploy cholesterol as a hormone to reduce the inflammation. And that's the beginnings of that disease. So for him, it would have been very simple. Switch to weight training, resistance training, sweat, push yourself, but don't breathe heavy. Right? That one tweak literally could prevent a disease or ignoring that tweak could cause a disease. And this is getting into the whole story of the DNA company. This is just one of many reports by example as to what one individual might follow down the path that's right for them as it pertains to exercise. But of course, there's so many enlightening reports. Um, I know this is like asking uh, a parent to choose their favorite child, <laughs> but as CEO of the DNA company, if there was a single report um, or even a component of a particular report, um, yeah. doesn't have to be specific to you, but w- what would you choose uh, as your favorite? So I would say the most important, which is the most impactful, which gets the least attention because it's the least understood is immunity and cellular health. Why? Because it's the root of everything. It doesn't matter if you talk to a doctor, a personal trainer, a health coach, they'll all agree that disease is rooted in in inflammation. 
Sure. Where does the inflammation come from? Nobody even asks the question. We just wait for it and then deal with it, right? So we know that there's certain pathways that lead to either optimal cellular health or very poor cellular health. We talked about one of them, which is oxidation. There's also glutathione, the ability to deal with toxin removal from your system, clear into your liver, it has to go to work and keep everything clean, right? Methylation, we sort of uh, touched on, glucuronidation, which is a whole other phase. There's other things like COMT, which you think of as clearing hormones and clearing neurochemicals, which latch on to the tail end of methylation and complete the process, right? So when you look at all of that stuff, and then you consider that our genes are 200,000 years old, right? The way we are designed, that instruction manual we have is a 200,000 year old book. The reality of how we now live is a blip in time versus yeah. who we are. It's, it's the last hundred years of this level of chemical usage, this level of stress, this level of poor sleep, right? Our caveman ancestors used to go out and make one decision a day. What animal am I going to kill? Right? <laughs> That's it. How am I right? going to stay warm? How am I going to get through to the next day, not get eaten? And how do I fill yeah. my belly? Yeah, exactly. And we are wired like them genetically. The book is the same, but look at what we're doing. Again, our choices, environment, nutrition, lifestyle choices. And then you wonder why everyone's so sick. And so the thing that always it always comes down to whether it's fibromyalgia whether it's depression whether it's a leaky gut it always comes down to the environmental toxin load the nutrition toxin load the lifestyle poor choices we are not designed for that stuff sure cells then get sick and that points to everything else right yeah so it makes perfect sense couldn't agree with you more the biological level the very minute you know, level of every cell and the trillions of the cells that we're made of. Inflammation is the name of the game, oxidative stress. And then how do we manage all of that with this 200,000 year old ever evolving blueprint to which the very latter part of the last couple of millennia um, reflects, you know, um, so much on how we are managing both environment. And again, this is not just external environment, right? This is internal environment, as you alluded to. This is you yeah. know, what we put into ourselves. And of course, how do we individually manage that? Folks, this is just the tip of the iceberg. Um, so much to talk about as it relates to genomics and the individuality component. Of course, all of the reports that we can garner by testing ourselves. Here's the next question for you, though, is how is it specifically the DNA company that stands apart from the competition. I mean, there's a number of other companies out there offering DNA testing. What, what makes DNA Co. so unique? Well, there's a couple areas. It goes back to what I said earlier about the 80-20, which is genetics, genetics 101. And by the way, this is part of that par process of me, an outsider, coming into this industry, biotech industry, and as a consumer of the product, realizing what sucked for me, like why the, yeah. the whole process was horrible. And what was horrible was something that's supposed to be so precise and certain was only ever giving me probability. You got an 80% chance of this, 60% chance of that, because the research model was broken. The research model was designed by people trying to make drugs, not by people trying to prevent disease, right? Absolutely. So the wrong questions were being asked. So that's one, is our research model was not to study genes. There's enough scientists out there doing that. We studied people. We spent three years with 7,000 patients, one by one by one, to understand with their genome in hand, why did this person get sick at such an early age? And this person with the exact same genomic profile, who's double the age, doesn't have the problem. What were they doing different? And if I can extract from there and teach it to the other guy, they'll be healthy, right? So that's, that was one, one big one for us. Second thing is on a technical level, we just test for more. So 
again, if you're going back to the genetic industry being a data mining business, uh, being a pharma development business, trying to identify rare variants that you can make a pill to switch it on or off, which is really what the funding is for. Yep. Well, then you're only going to test for that. Let's look for those spelling mistakes in genes that we call SNPs, right? Literally, a gene is thousands of letters long. A T might be a C, and now you landed on something. Let's go work on that. There's also something called an indel, meaning that a whole paragraph is missing, right? And if just that spelling mistake impacts the gene so much, what happens when the whole paragraph is missing? Or we have an extra paragraph, it's duplicated. Then there's something called a copy number variation. You don't even have the gene. Or like you, you have an extra copy, right? So that function that you're supposed to do at human capacity, you're doing a superhuman capacity, which is why, you know, one day I was with you somewhere in California, we went for a trade show. And I remember by the end of the evening, all the wine bottles were empty, <laughs> but at 5 a.m. you were running to Whole Foods to buy groceries because you're a super detoxer. You have extra copies of these genes, right? Yeah, it doesn't affect me much. And I don't think I've ever experienced a hangover. So that's, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and it's you just superhuman power in, in that particular biological function, right? Maybe there's other things that are ongoing as well. So, and that's the second thing. The third thing is in order to make things actionable, they have to be easy. And this was my personal experience is that genetics was hard. You get all this data that was designed for a PhD to then interpret for you, to tell you something. Why can't I just be told the thing at the the insight, right? <laughs> right. So what was missing was that interpretation. So we built an interpretation engine, which allows you to, instead of look up this gene, this gene, this gene, it look up anxiety, look up hair loss, look up keto diet, like the things that actually mean something to you. And by the way, the genes are there for you to understand why we're saying these things, but in order to apply it, make it actionable, which is really what's missing. If you ask most doctors, they'll say DNA is not actionable, meaning, okay, you just told me I got an 80% chance of something, but I don't know what to do about it. That's what was missing. And all of what I said earlier led to this. How do you make it actionable? Yeah, brilliant. Actionable. And of course, the ease of which you're able to use the, you know, um, reports, the, the, the made simple to you, actionable, uh, intuitive reports. Tell us also how easy it is to get tested. I mean, this is also super easy, non-invasive. Oh, yeah. It's, it's just saliva. So you get uh, shipped a kit. Uh, you're providing a saliva sample, sp spitting in a tube. It goes back to the lab. We then extract the DNA from the sample, sequence it. <clears throat> we have a unique algorithm that it goes through. We literally run three separate tests. Um, uh, and then it all gets sort of aggregated together into our database. You, you log into a portal. The other thing that we believe is that as we learn more, you should also continue to get more value. So we built the portal as a digital interface. It kind of looks like Netflix. You're drilling into tiles and clicking and learning things. The next time you go back to it, there may be more stuff that you didn't see previously because we also learn more and we're giving it to you. Uh, the last thing I'll say about that is there's still this desire to have, you know, can someone read my report and tell me more, right? There's still that thinking, that feeling of like, get me an expert. So we also put that in the platform and we did it in a way where it's available to everybody, regardless of your budget and ability to actually hire that expert, which can be very expensive. Uh, so we built what we call a gene cast where we took all the possible insights that we have and our artificial intelligence will literally give you a personalized podcast of somebody speaking to your results. So on one end, you're looking up anxiety, fat loss, you know, hormones on the other end, you're, you have this version of this gene, which means this about you, which means you should maybe consider this. 
right? Yeah. So as if that PhD is literally scanning and interpreting your results for you. And that's done through our AI. Well, it sounds very complete. It sounds very intuitive. And it sounds, you know, that if you need that hand-holding uh, or to some degree, some hand-holding, it's all there for you. I encourage folks to check out thednacompany.com. You know, Cash, of course, my listenership, we're talking health span on a regular basis. You know, the, applying the healthiest years uh, to your life and living as long and, and uh, quality life as you possibly can. Any genetic insights uh, that are on your radar uh, have already been well you know, discovered or accomplished as it relates to what centenarians might be endowed with, you know, in, individuals that live beyond 100. And what can we garner from that, those, uh, those learnings? So there's, there's kind of two answers to that. There's the genetic answer, and then there's the more functional answer. The genetic answer, which is in our longevity report, is the FOXO3 gene, which is known highly associated with centenarians why as you age you know there's cells that die off there's cells that sort of unravel and unpack and they age which is why your skin starts to sag and hair starts to turn white that's the visual representation of what's happening with your cells so there's some people that are really good at repair to put it simply getting rid of the bad cells replacing them with good ones staying ahead of that damage that's being done there's some people because of this gene that are just amazing at doing that, which is why grandma smoking until she's 95 years old, saying that this is my secret to good health, you know, <laughs> she's just able to repair a lot faster, and maybe has more resiliency in her hardware, etc. So that one gene, if you look at it genetically, highly correlated to people staying ahead of their age, right, and living into the 100 plus. So interesting. I, I always refer to this back as the George Burns effect. Anyone who remembers him, guy lived after, you know, 100 years old, smoked cigars all day, drank scotch for lunch, but he was happy. You know, yeah. he was joking all the time. And, and, and you know, you and I agree on this, that uh, executive function has so much, everything obviously has, uh, you know, its own little bits of uh, inclusion as it pertains to what might dictate a longer life. But I'm with you there on the Fox 03 gene. Anything that you anticipate or even hope you know, might be um, attainable from genomic insights in the future. So we're not there yet, but anything that you're just sort of hoping uh, might be something that we're able to garner from genomic insights and apply uh, to better health. Yeah. So there's a couple. So even just like what you talked about in terms of mood and behavior, neurochemicals of the brain, we've reinterpreted all that stuff for longevity. So for example, like you said, George Burns was happy, which means no stress, no cortisol, which can affect, you know, literally your glucose levels, right? So that all these things that we don't consider damaging, which you don't know what's going on unless you're wearing like a patch to measure your glucose and these, you know, that type of thing. We, we reinterpreted what was meant to talk about anxiety, stress, uh, what was meant to talk about diet, nutrition for the purpose of longevity. How do you manage these various things your body's doing for optimal longevity? So that's one. The second thing is, we are actually um, landed on some really incredible data. Um, we have access to 1,400 genomic samples of centenarians right here. Wow. In yeah, so it's a, it's a very large study. The, the interesting thing is, you know, when you go, again, back to what we said about genetics versus functional genomics, which is what we do, this research, research company has been sitting on this data, hasn't come up with any wow factor actionable insight yet. So now we're getting access to this data to interpret the way we interpret, which is more functional in nature. How does the system, let's first look at how the systems work, then reverse engineer what genes, you know, instruct each step in that system. We believe we're gonna land on something incredible there. 
Uh, that project is starting very soon, but and it's right here in Canada. We're partnering with the Canadian government and diving into this data, and and we're going to hopefully bring some amazing news to the world soon. What a powerful number and what an incredible initiative. Uh, I cannot wait for the outcome of that one for sure. And of course, I imagine my listeners uh, are equally as eager to hear about that. Anything you can lead us out here with as it relates to your, it doesn't even have to be the most important thing, but your favorite thing to do to improve your health span. Is there a thing, a thing you can take, do, involve yourself in? What is it? So there's two things there. One thing is, uh, one thing is like a very quick, easy thing. And then there's also how do we look at optimization? Where do you start? So the quick, easy thing is sleep, right? Fix your sleep. And these days, anyone you talk to that thinks about medicine functionally will say the same thing. We've been ignoring it. Our culture is that, you know, sleeping is weakness. That's what we've believed until now. You know, I only sleep three hours a day because I'm a CEO, right? That's yeah, you're slowly killing yourself too. So your, your hormones are producing your sleep, you recover in your sleep, your neurochemicals are produced, you know, everything that your body needs to be ready for the next day happens in your sleep. So that's one. The second thing is, uh, and this is more, you know, there's more breadth to this, which is, it's hard to change and do things and get into all this stuff if you don't understand the neurochemicals of your brain and how you function. Because your perception is very different than the person giving you the instruction. We've nailed mood and behavior to a T. If I have your DNA, I don't need to meet you to know exactly how you think, how you behave. Do you procrastinate? Are you entrepreneurial? Are you meant to be an accountant? Literally, you know, the the way that your brain is wired and how it drives your behavior. So if you understand that about yourself, then a couple of things happen. You can, when you say it's two out of 10 or eight out of 10, what does that actually mean to you? Your perception, right? How you perceive pain, trauma, uh, instructions. Second thing is compliance. How do you actually build a plan where you'll do it, right? The people like myself are highly reward seeking. I'm going to overdo it and burn myself out and then fail. The opposite of me may never start, right? So if you understand how you're wired up here, everything else is so much easier to do. And then we, when I'm working with, or our team is working with anyone, we always start there. Here's who you are in your brain. You're not like everyone else. So do it like this, think it like this, plan it like this, and you're going to have a much better outcome. Folks, if you want to change your life, add quality years to your life. And of course, for more information about this and how to test yourself today, just head on over to the dnacompany.com and be sure to follow Cashif on Instagram at CashConOfficial and his incredible podcast, which I was very honored to be a part of unpilled it's on apple spotify and youtube cash of con ceo of the dna company thank you so much for joining me today on wild on health seeking healthspan it was a pleasure thank you all right that's all the time we have for today one of the best ways to put years on your life is to assess your dna and learn the nutritional lifestyle and supplemental interventions that are ideal for you You can't change your genes, at least not the ones you got from mom and dad, but you can manage genetic expression in your favor. So if you haven't done so already, check out thednacompany.com. Thank you so much for tuning into Wild on Health, Seeking Healthspan. And for tons more information on health and wellness, check out wildonhealth.com.